Maybe you remember the story of the the little boy at the end of the day getting ready to go to bed. His mom takes him to his room and tucks him in and then turns out the light and is, you know, closing his door. And he says, Mama, Mama, can you just stay with me? And she said, No, honey, you're okay. I'll, I'm just down the hall. You're okay. He's like, No, 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 Mama, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the dark. I don't want to be by myself. And she says, Honey, it's okay. God is with you all through the night. And he said, But Mama, I want God with skin on, right? I want God with skin on. I want somebody to be with me, not down the hall, but with me right here where I am. You know, in this time of year, um, the nights are long. The nights are long and they are dark. And this year, the dark seems really dark. And it's not, it's not that we don't know that, that morning is coming. Morning is coming. We know that. We're not without hope. It's just dark this year. And it's not just the nighttime this year, really. It seems like even in the light of day, there's a heaviness and a weariness. And the deep grief that we are experiencing over so many losses in our world, there is a, a, an uncertainty uh, about this time that, our plans keep changing and an uncertainty that means we can't even really make plans that we want to make. And that makes it hard. And we're in this time in our world and in our nation where there's this discord and, and division and there's this difficult time of how do we be in relationship with one another and the dis- this display of harmful behavior across our nation and Then the holidays themselves, it doesn't matter, pandemic or not, holidays bring their own kind of special stress to a lot of folks. And in this year where we have been restricted in how we can be with one another, we've been restricted in how we can embrace one another, we really just need God with skin on. We're really just longing to have someone right here next to us. Today we're talking about what it means that we have that in Emmanuel. Jesus, Emmanuel, means God is with us. God with skin on. For us today, that's good news, and that's our hope. As we continue our worship today, let us pray. Loving God, thank you that you are with us. We pray that you would make that very real to us today and in this season. I pray that you would open our ears to hear your word, open our hearts to let it take hold of us and transform us. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the third week of Advent. We have been doing this series called Incarnation, Rediscovering the Significance of Christmas. I encourage you, if you're interested, this is a great book by Adam Hamilton. I encourage you to uh, get a hold of it and let it be part of your Advent journey. Rediscovering the Significance of Christmas. The significance of Christmas is not the presence under the tree. The significance of Christmas is the presence of God with us. Last week, we looked at Jesus as our Savior. We've looked at Jesus as our King Today we look at Jesus as Emmanuel, God 
is with us. Out of the Gospel of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Emmanuel means God is with us. With us. Maybe this story is so familiar to you that you say, Of course, of course, Emmanuel means God is with us. But maybe it's so familiar that we miss how profound these four words are. God is with us. It's not just anyone who is with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, the one who is with us, is God. The writer of Hebrews says about Jesus, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He, Jesus, is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. And Paul writes about Jesus to the Colossians. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. God is with us. God is with us. With us, the God, creator of the universe. God who created the universe, who spoke and the stars and the sun and the moon and the galaxies and the sea and the land, everything came into being. God of the universe is with us in Jesus Christ. God of the universe, so determined to be in relationship with us, so determined to be reconciled to us, so determined that we would know that we belong to God, that after all the years of of being with us and our ancestors of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the covenants God made with them, being with us through the prophets and the priests and the kings, all the years of being with us but being other than us, God becomes a baby. God becomes one of us. 
to show us that we are loved and to show us how to love. To show us that we are loved and to show us how to love. Gail Gorley, who's a member of the congregation and on our staff, wrote this in a devotional a number of years ago. God with us. God who is above all kings, above all creation, above all powers, becomes one of us. The God upon whom we depend for life becomes dependent on humanity to care for his life. God becomes a baby. God who is omnipotent and sovereign, God who commands the sea and the sky, God who created the universe, considers you and me more valuable than all of this, so God becomes a baby. No other religion does that. No other God, in an effort to save God's people, to reconcile with God's people, to love God's people, to make them whole, no other God experiences humanity in this way. Experiencing flesh and blood, experiencing temptation and joy and friendship, relationship, experiencing grief and loss, experiencing doubt and rejection, experiencing fear and pain. Jesus wept and Jesus laughed and Jesus suffered and Jesus bled and Jesus died. Jesus in flesh and blood, God with us. God doesn't just imagine what it's like to be one of us. In Jesus, God became flesh, experiencing all of humanity, the fullness of humanity, and in Jesus, revealing God's self to all of God's people. In Jesus, God is with us. And in Jesus, God is with us. God has been with us in the past. God will be with us in the future. In fact, at the end of Matthew's gospel, he writes this. This is after the resurrection. Jesus has appeared to the disciples, and now he is leaving again. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember... Remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. God has been with us in the past. God will be with us in the future. But what we need is God with us right now. God is with us, is with us, present tense. God is with us right here, right now, whether we are alone or whether we are with other people. Whether we have too much to do or not enough to do, God is with us in the fullness of life right now, in the joy and in the sorrow, in the celebration of new life and in the grief over life lost. God is present with us in our questions and in their answers. God is present with us in our despair and in our hope. God is present with us in the angst of the world and in the peace that we experience. God is present with us in our unrest and in our calm. God is present with us. God is with us in our anxiety and in the assurance of God's presence. God is present with us in our exhaustion and in our rest. God is with us. Sometimes we we get the idea that, that somehow 
In order for God to be with us, in order for us to experience God, we have to get it all right, or we have to have our life all together, or everything has to be okay before we can experience God's love. No, God is present with us. God is with us now. God is with us, period. God's presence with us is not dependent on whether or not we recognize God's presence with us. It's not dependent on how we feel or don't feel. It's not dependent on the fact that most of us are okay one minute and not okay the next minute and then okay the next minute. God is with us. God is with us. How do we, how do we know, though? Sometimes when, when it's a hard day or a long night, it, it's hard for us to know that God is with us. I think the first thing is that we have to actually believe that God is with us. Believe it even before you feel it. Believe it even before you see it. Believe that God is with us. And then ask God to show you. Ask God to help you see and help you hear and help you know that God is with you. And God is with us in endless ways, ordinary ways and extraordinary ways, sometimes in the most unexpected ways ways. God is with us when we're in the middle of anxiety and a peace and a calm washes over us. God is with us when we receive provision for what we need exactly when we need it. God is with us in a kind word or a thoughtful deed. God is with us in family and friends reaching out to us. God is with us when we have an answer or a resolution to a problem that's been plaguing us. God is with us in the birds singing and in the sun and the moon and the stars. God is with us when we hear scripture and it clicks for us in a new way. Or God is with us when we have strength of heart and mind to endure. That is God with us. I asked a few friends this week how they have experienced God uh, with them right now. And my my cousin Brooke said that uh, She's experienced God with her right now. Uh, just last month, it would have been the 10th anniversary of her mom's death. And she said on the anniversary of her mom's death, she was cleaning out some things, and she found a DVD of the family reunion that was her mom's last family reunion with us. And so she plugged it in, and she said she heard her mom laughing she saw her with the family. She heard her voice and experienced her again in that space. Her mom had been with her. We know as people of faith, we will be with her mom again. But in that moment, her mom was with her. Right then, God is with us. And that's what Brooke said. I knew God was with me right then in present moment in finding that and hearing that and being with that. And then Brooke said she also gets these random phone calls, messages on her phone, and it's from a lady she's dubbed the prayer lady. She doesn't know this woman. She just will get a random voicemail that might be a scripture or a kind word or a thought, not very long, not necessarily in any kind of pattern. And Brooke said, when I get one of those, I know God is with me. God is with us in lots of different ways, is with us, present tense, and God is with us. Sometimes don't you just want someone with you? 
You know, when the boys were little, they would say, similar to the, the boy in the story, they would say, just stay with me till I go to sleep. All right, just lay on my bed till, till I go to sleep. And usually we would, and most of the time, honest confession, we would fall asleep while we were with them, waiting for them to fall asleep. Sometimes before they would fall asleep. But we were with them. They wanted us right there, the simple presence of someone else. And in Jesus, God chooses to be with us, not down the hall, not in another room, with us. And Jesus understands our humanity, our fears, understands what keeps us up at night, understands when we stumble and fall, God is still with us. You know, in the midst of this hard time in our world and in our lives, it's easy enough for fear and anxiety to, if they're not right in our face, they're, they're around the edges of, of our experience. There's, there's a lot of things that we are afraid of, a lot of things that we are anxious about in this, in this season. We're afraid of death and illness. We're afraid of the future for our children and our grandchildren. We're afraid of jobs being lost. We're anxious about relationships being broken. We're, we're anxious and afraid of the toll of this year on our mental health and our physical health and our spiritual health, our emotional health. Our, our anxiety is high, and we're all a little on edge when we're doing all that we can, and it doesn't seem to be enough. We need to know that God is with us. You know, in Scripture, throughout Scripture, over a hundred times, uh, there, there's recorded where God says or an angel says or the psalmist says or Jesus says to someone, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And most of the time, that's followed by, do not be afraid. Why? I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Do not be afraid. God is with you. We are afraid. And God says, you don't have to be afraid. I am with you. For me, who has lived uh, over many years, uh, you know, kind of skirting the edge of anxiety and fear and worry, it, it's, not, it's not helpful to me sometimes when people will say to me, oh, just don't be afraid. There's no need to be afraid. I'll go, okay, that makes it okay then. No, I'm still afraid right? I need to know that God is with me in that place where I am. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Okay, I am with you. So I don't have to be afraid. Finding ways to make that practical. You know, um, I don't know about for any of you, but, but in fear and anxiety, one of the first things that happens for me is that I don't sleep very well. And uh, I go to bed, and then I lay there awake, and then I'm counting how long I've been awake and how long till I have to get up, and should I just get up and do something, or should I just stay in bed, or, you know, and then it becomes a terrible, endless cycle of not sleeping. And so one of the things, very practical things for me when I'm anxious or afraid, whether I can't sleep or whether something can't, I, I just can't do something else, I go to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want and I might stop there. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But then I go on sometimes too. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
finding ways to take God's word to take hold of us. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. We often read this psalm at funerals. I think we should read it in life. Right? Don't wait. Use God's word now to remind you that you're not alone. The other thing for me that is very helpful is to remember to breathe, to breathe deeply. And sometimes a breath prayer helps that, a breath prayer that when you inhale, it's one phrase, and you exhale, it's another phrase, a short phrase in and out that centers your mind and your heart, that centers your breathing. God, who gives us breath, the breath of life, continues to breathe into us in God's word, in Jesus. So breathing in, do not be afraid. I am with you. And you keep, keep breathing and keep doing that. And you will be amazed at how God meets you in that breath. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Or Emmanuel, God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. And God is with us, all of us. Not just me, not just you. God is with us. In this time where we feel so isolated from one another, where we are unable to really be with the people that we want to be with when we want to be with them, we remember that God is with us. In Jesus, God is with us. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Emmanuel God with us. We are God with skin on for one another and for the world. I I know that this year is hard. I know that nothing seems like it is the same. And I also know that one thing is always the same. God is with us. Emmanuel doesn't change. Doesn't matter what's happening in the world or in our lives or in our families. God is with us. Emmanuel, and we, as the body of Christ, are with one another. If we can get a hold of God being with us, really with us, next to us, in the person of Jesus, then from that space, it's easier for us to reach out and be with others. Even in this season, there's several things that you can do, including reach out. Send an email, send a text, send an actual uh, mail in the snail mail, right? Or here's an idea, pick up the phone and actually call someone and talk to them. We get so caught in, in technology and in texting and in email and in words on a page or words on a screen that there's something about hearing someone's voice that makes them closer, Reach out to someone who you need to or want to 
hear from or you want to be God with skin on for them, find a way to do a video call. If you don't know how to do a video call, find someone around you who can help you do that. Video calls, as much as we um, uh, love and, and hate Zoom these days, as much as we're tired of being only on video call, it will be video calls that provide some of the greatest depth for us this year in connecting with one another. Find a way to be on video call with those that you love, with those who need someone to check in with them. Be God with skin on, even through the screen. Maybe that's God with screen on. I I don't know, right? Find a way to reach out and be with someone. Choose relationship. There's lots of things keeping us busy right now. We have lots of ways to distract us. Audrey even uh, prayed about all the things that distract us. Choose relationship. And be creative in how you do that. Reach out. You can still do something, actually. At Bethany, we've been doing a lot of things in this pandemic, including Thanksgiving bags, food, meals, Thanksgiving meals that we uh, collected, that you brought, and that we distributed. We also, uh, this diaper cake, we collected 50,000. We participated in collecting 50,000 diapers, right? God with skin on and God covering skin, in these uh, diapers that we collected. But babies need diapers, right? God with skin on. Here's a Zoom call of a grow group that has met every Friday for at least three years. This time of pandemic when they can't be together in person, this has been the best way for them to connect. Donating food. Are you, even if you're picking up curbside groceries, Order an extra box of macaroni. Order something that you wouldn't eat but that someone else might need. Find ways to do something. Just reach out to someone else. Choose agape love. Choose agape love. You know, in this season when there's so much um, hatred and and division and discord, when there's so much really, I'm going to say, bad behavior, all, in all ways, in all places, right? Choose agape love. Jesus being with us, Jesus loves with that love, agape love that seeks the highest good of the other person. It doesn't matter if you know the other person or not. To be God with skin on means that we love with agape love, choosing the highest good of the other person. Be mindful in what you say and what you do and how you are in relationship with one another. Be thoughtful and be kind. Be humble and be wise. Friends, that means when you're out, away from just your family, out in public, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Stay socially distanced. We're in this whole difficult time all together, and God is with all of us. Choose agape love. Being God with skin on is not about you. It's about offering God. Choose agape love and then pray. One of the things that is so helpful to me is when I, you know, it's hard when you think about God and the God of the universe. Sometimes it's hard to have an image of that. But when you think about Jesus as a person, flesh and blood, imagining Jesus with me, I can envision Jesus with others. I can envision Jesus with my family that I can't be with. 
I can envision Jesus with my friends or family in the hospital that I can't be with. I can envision Jesus being with the homeless. I can envision Jesus being with. And I can believe that Jesus is with them as Jesus is with me. And by God's Spirit, then we are together, even when we are apart. So reach out. Do something. Choose agape love. Pray. I don't know what you most need to remember about God being with us in this day or in this week. But these four words, God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. Emmanuel. So where do you need to know, really know, that God is with you, really with you right now? Where do you need to know that God is with your loved ones, really with them right now? Where do you need to remember that God is with all of God's children, even the ones who are difficult for you to love, right? Even when we can't be with our families during the holidays, sometimes families are still difficult to love, even on screen, right? Where do you need to remember that God is with all of God's people? Where do you need to remember that God is with the people that you disagree with? God is with us. And where do you need to be God with skin on for someone else? We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Emmanuel, God with us. We have skin on. God invites us in Jesus to be skin on with someone else, to be God with us, with one another. Let us pray. Loving God, we are grateful that you are with us We're grateful that even when it's hard, and even when it's hard for us to see you or experience you, that doesn't mean that you are absent. Remind us as we head into the Christmas day and remembering and celebrating the birth of Jesus, a baby, that you take on flesh and blood and bone to be with us, to make us whole, to save us, to reconcile us to you, Lord, help us to have eyes open and ears open to see you and hear you and experience you. And then give us hearts that are willing to help others see and hear and experience you as well. We hold on to the hope that is ours, that you have been with us in the past, that you will be with us in the future, and you are with us right now. Thank you for that good news today, for that light in the midst of the darkness. We ask your grace to sustain us. In the name of Jesus Christ, God with us. Amen.